You're listening to Your Mental Wellness Podcast for your voice and sanity with your host, Dr. Sybil Georgiana. Okay. Hi there, this is Sybilla Georgiana again, and I'm so excited to talk about an inspiring topic today, as this is Your Mental Wellness Podcast for your voice and your sanity. So we've looked at mental wellness in terms of mental fitness, for example, focus and attention. We looked at stress resilience, finding ways that we can get our reptilian brain, um, keep, yeah, that we keep that in check. Uh, we looked at confidence that we can uh, grow as we practice our voice and decision-making, also known as our sanity. And we looked at physical performance a little bit in terms of uh, food and nutrients and um, how we can strengthen our sanity that way. But today, I am so excited to talk about the topic of physical wellness and even how that may apply itself in a positive way to uh, life and work satisfaction. And um, we all have heard about, or maybe we've learned it in our um, schooling, that um, physical activity has been found so helpful to decrease stress and anxiety, even fretting, which is also contrary to mental wellness. Um, and so today, uh, I get to welcome Kevin Wilby, an organizational psychologist here with me. Welcome. Hi there. Hi, so, so good to have you. I was so excited you had time uh, to join. Thank you so much. Uh, I have had the privilege of seeing Kevin's many skills grow through our collaboration in the master's program in organizational psychology at Vanguard University, where we looked at... Um, how students uh, and employees um, who would use advanced um, relaxation strategies mm-hmm. if, if they would benefit more in terms of their work and life satisfaction than those who would just use like a basic protocol of relaxation. Um, and, and we really wanted them all to boost their physical vitality. So welcome, Kevin. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And that's a very interesting uh, scope of research, and I enjoyed working with you and uh, just, yeah, uh, going over this project. Oh, yes. And and if you just bring the listener up to speed as what uh, what would bring you into or what would attract you to, to this type of study? Yeah. So, um, in, so yeah, just a little uh, brief summary is uh, I... Uh, received my master's in industrial organizational psychology uh, from Vanguard University, and um, I got it last year. And I focused my research on uh, how things like uh, personal vitality, workplace vitality, and relax- relaxational vitality uh, affect people's general uh, job satisfaction, life satisfaction, and uh, subjective well-being. So I looked at a lot of these different things. And I think the reason why I was so interested in pursuing this is just knowing that, you know, that there's multiple different aspects to life that, you know, we have to juggle a lot of different roles and a lot of different things. And uh, it really shows like solid evidence for which areas we really need to make priorities in our lives. And one of those is definitely our vitality and that's manifested in several different ways. And the research just shows how beneficial it is to making that a priority. And 
I think the more research on it, the better to confirm it. That's beautiful. And I am, um, I, again, I was so grateful you wanted to partner on this type of work um, because I feel it's so, it can take us so far if we just, as in not so little, but, you know, as if, if we can only focus a little bit on that, on the physical side of the well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if there was something you took away from maybe the study or the approach or the questions, how we ask them, what would that be? The main uh, takeaway I got from this specific study I worked on was just how many, um, you know, so, or just some background with this study, we had several hypotheses we were testing and the main takeaway was just how many um, hypotheses we had uh, related to uh, vitality that were confirmed. And so these are just three, I just want to list real quick. So um, we found in our study that, you know, personal vitality, how one tends to take care of themselves, you know, um, take time to, you know, relax in the afternoon, uh, go out for a walk or take naps or have, um, you know, times of solitude or, um, you know, just personal reflection, that personal vitality positively correlated with uh, the participants' life satisfaction. That's one. Second, personal vitality, it positively correlated with job satisfaction. And three, that personal vitality, it negatively correlated with uh, participant screen time usage. That's right. That was, um, you know, I think it's one of the things I really loved was that you had so many um so many areas you wanted to look into uh, when we look at our lives um, because it is so complex, right? As you say, um, we want to look at it really in, in terms of how can us feeling well using relaxation benefit how we look at our lives, how we experience our work. And as we are also impacted by technology, um, what did you were you what would would you have found about the vitality you i mean about the um, technology use do you want to describe that a little bit more oh yeah of course so yeah um weekly screen time that was comprised of how um the total sum of time that or how many hours a participant is in front of any kind of screen uh during the week so that could be a computer it could be a tablet it could be a smartphone and uh what we found is that, you know, these increases in how much participants um, use screen time, it uh, negatively correlates with the personal vitality. So a negative correlation means as one one variable increases, the other one decreases. So that implies that if if a participant increases their weekly screen time usage, that their, um, attentiveness to their personal vitality would decrease potentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I think um, it's, it's, it's kind of like you wonder when, when we use our screens, is this more, I think we didn't see any difference in terms of people using it more actively or following more passively. Although in general, the more passively we, we engage with media, I do think that there are studies that show that, um, it, it would have a negative impact on subjective well-being. Um, and so, 
but at the same time, um, we take our technology use for so for granted, or even we feel maybe obligated to to use it, uh, or maybe we have a hard time turning off our devices, especially when maybe uh, others around us work later or expect mm-hmm. us to you know still check in on things um, past six o'clock or uh, whatever our or whenever our workday ends. So um, I do think being aware um, and, and putting um, deliberate effort in to uh, take deliberate breaks, um, that can go a long way. Yeah, um, I agree. And I, uh, Sybil, I really like that you mentioned uh, the dynamic of passive versus active social media use. And I want to say that in my research, you know, I I uh, found that, you know, there is a significant amount of, you know, increased dissatisfaction on those who use uh, social media in a very passive manner where they're just scrolling through news feeds and just looking at what everyone else is doing. Whereas someone who might be more active on it and actually like, you know, taking photos of themselves doing different things, it could get a little nuanced, but there is a difference. Yes, and I think, in general, I think the the passive following has has wasn't as as conclusive maybe in in the, how it, it came out in our data, but at the same time, it is right. in line with um, you know existing studies that say that uh, if we are not uh, interacting with others, if we are uh, you know there can be very many negative side effects, unfortunately, from a more passive use. Mm-hmm. Um, including self-esteem, depression, anxiety, and all those those difficult um, feelings there. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, what I loved about our participants was that it didn't really, you know, they the, it mattered that they used just even just the basic level of relaxation strategies. They didn't have to take big classes or uh, advance or do hour long retreats. It's it's just the basic use of relaxation or the ones that are more intuitive that mm-hmm. already went a long way in terms of higher uh, life and work satisfaction. And, um, and maybe there's even an age um, influence of age as we see that, especially the older populations mm-hmm. that they, they were able to maybe better wing it or, you know, they just kept going with it. Um, but in general, I think the women in the study Mm-hmm. Although maybe fewer and far further than between them than the male participants that we had, they overall used more advanced strategies and they have reported the highest life and work satisfaction. So there is something to keep working at your relaxation protocols uh, and to remain deliberate. Uh, but even if if you know we get busy or we have you know bad weather and we can't go to the gym or you know there's other other ways that want to restrict us, even if we stick with the most intuitive way of relaxation, taking breaks, taking naps, um, you know, just having, um, staying off screen time, at least for a little bit, um, that can go for a long, that can go a long way. Yeah, I agree. And uh, personally, I have struggled with um, passive social media use. And I have actually um, taken steps to like remove apps from my phone and that way I only view them when I'm on my desktop. So when I'm at my desktop, I'm not prone to the endless scrolling yes. where I was um, in the past with uh, using it on my phone. So it's like, 
yeah, we have to be intentional and yeah, just readjust uh, when life comes and, you know, just flexibility and trying to focus on what works well for you, I agree, is very important. Oh, and I totally agree with this idea of removing access or removing apps mm-hmm. um, because it's as if, you know, we have this this uh, constant uh, burning in the back of our brain to just triple check. And as well, the scrolling is just such a, such a, in a way, like a trap to the brain that, you know, it's, we do it, although we just checked or we do it, although, you know, it's really not, not as inspiring as other things could be. So um, yeah, abstaining from usage or removing, removing distractions. I'm all for that. And I need it as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. I think no brain is exempted um, from right. that, <laughs> um, you know, from that zoning out there. Mm-hmm. So so now if I would ask you, like, who do you follow? That's kind of like probably a little bit counterintuitive to, you know, to just saying, well, you know, I took some apps up. But uh, are you um, following maybe other people's research or, um, you know, something that inspires you or who maybe inspired you to kind of downsize the apps a little bit? Yeah, so I would definitely say uh, Cal Newport is uh, someone I've been following for several years and uh, Cal Newport. So he's currently a uh, he's an associate professor of computer science at Georgetown University. And um, during his time of going to Dartmouth College for undergrad, and he got his PhD in computer science at MIT. Um, he's been writing a lot of nonfiction about how people perform well. And I'll say the last two books he's written. So the latest one is called a world without email, reimagining work in an age of of communication overload. And he kind of talks about how we need to have clear processes in place and that the email overload isn't helpful. And his previous one was digital minimalism. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. You mentioned that to me, I think. I did. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds fantastic. Yeah, I would uh, highly recommend um, anyone interested in being, you know, set free from the pull of these, uh, you know, devices and uh, apps um, and just want to have a better ability to focus. He he's his writing is very uh, eloquent, very succinct, and he has multiple books he's written. And the thing I like most about Cal is that he has. Um, how do you say it? He exemplifies this in his life in the sense that he doesn't post anything on social media. He uses um, email newsletters and, you know, just podcasts to reach people. His podcast is called Deep Questions. And um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend his work. Yeah, that's wonderful. We can put that in the show notes. That's wonderful mm-hmm. to hear. Um and he probably has some good basis also for what he claims or what he, what he inspires us to do. Um, so if, if there was a way to do maybe a redo uh, to a time or, you know, some, something in your life, would you want to do a redo to, to something? Or do you feel right now um, that there's nothing uh, that would fall into that type of category? Hmm. I think one thing that did come to mind was, um, 
uh, regarding my master's program, I kind of felt like it would have been more ideal if I went into the program having had a few years of um, more administrative, um, you know, job uh, job holdings before coming in, so that I would kind of have a better understanding of the work world. Mm-hmm. But uh, regardless, I'm still grateful that I attended the uh, master's program when I did. I learned so much from you and from the other professors that were there at that time. And, um, you know, just collaborating and doing research. It was such an awesome opportunity. And I'm so thankful and blessed that I was able to do it. So that's very deep. And I'm so honored, again, that you um, even partnered in this endeavor. I know it was, it was a lot of labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that timing-wise, you know, it's it's so hard to, to kind of know what, what, what is the best timing as, as kind of life progresses in the way it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe like your um, insights can inspire others because it is even sometimes such a decision whether you know to make it into a grad school program or to delay it a little bit more and um perhaps to go with with the flow but even if there is um time you know spent differently than school that Mm -hmm. it would be also um you know we can we can make every situation um benefit um but but as we're in it it's it's complex Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely in the midst of the uh, times, yeah, it could be complex, but afterwards we get more clarity on the situation. Yes, and I think even when when we think about decision making or sanity, it's really the practice of decision making. It's not making the right decisions. It's like, well, this is what I have at this time, and this is what we can come up with, and this is what what life um, provides or um, offers, or you know, seems to be holding back so um but at the same time practicing the decisions in whatever way they they come about is is um is giving the skills for the soundness of mind and for the sanity overarchingly at least that's um i wanted really not just information out there on mental wellness i wanted to be fostering uh, the using of our voice and capacity you know that's really um what we call those our outcome variables, right? We really, I really am driving for, um, for us to be at our best and to just contribute with what we have mm-hmm. at the time, you know, um, to make this this world the best place we can. So, if uh, someone in the audience wants to reach you, how can they do that? Oh yeah, um, so you can find me on uh, LinkedIn and just at Kevin Willby. My last name is spelled W I L B as in boy Y. Or um, if you want to add my email, Sybil, uh, it could be uh, kwillby at yahoo.com. Perfect. I will put that out there as well. And I can't thank you enough for making yourself available, as I couldn't thank you enough for making all that (laughs) hard work uh, possible. And you collected data. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that was like so, so uh, meaningful. So thank you again for all that you, you have contributed. I do believe there's much more coming for you. Um, and I can't wait to see that unfold. So um, let's touch base on that soon again and um, talk to you very, very soon, okay? Okay, thank you so much, Sybil. It was nice being on. Thank you so much for having me.
Absolutely. Thank you. Talk soon. Thank you for joining us this week on Your Mental Wellness Podcast for your voice and sanity. Make sure to check out our show notes. Visit our website, www.toolsforvitality.com, where you can subscribe to the show. We would appreciate it if you would tell a friend about the podcast.